Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast, where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. So I heard this quote, uh, I think it was on a commercial, actually, but it had this really poignant element to me. Um, didn't have anything to do with what they were saying on the commercial. Um, but it said, maybe there's enough time on the other side of trying. And they were talking about, you know, never finding enough time and where can you get enough time? How can you get enough time? And maybe there's enough time to do the things that you want or enough time for you to actually have and use. And, you know, maybe you can find more resources, time being the thing that's in search for. Uh, Maybe you can find time. Maybe there's enough time on the other side of trying. And yeah, it was so beautiful that I just feel like I've got to talk about it a little because I absolutely get that and have found it to be true. I think that, you know, we're trying and we're trying, we're trying to find time, we're trying to live our lives, we're trying to do X, Y, Z, we're trying to achieve something, we're trying, whatever it is, you know, trying to make something happen, trying to live the life that we want, you can put anything in there. And especially when that energy of just like trying, trying, trying is really present in me, it does also diminish the time that I feel like I have. And maybe that's natural because, you know, I'm spending a lot of time trying, so my time diminishes. But it's like when things really open up and feel timeless, you know, like time stops, that beautiful stuff, um, when you're in flow state or just when you feel like you're not in a scramble to find enough time in the day to do the things that you want. Instead, you are doing the things that you want. You're, you know, on a beach somewhere, um, having some beautiful moment with like close friends or little children that are just laughing or, you know, you just lost your sense of time. It's just gone. You know, you are on the other side of trying um, or at least when those moments happen you are kind of on the flip side. You're not in that grand efforting. Usually those moments of flow, in fact, how flow is even defined is reaching this place where you feel like you're at maximum efficiency because you're putting, you're getting the greatest amount of results with the smallest amount of effort. You don't feel like you're trying anymore. People that are like musicians or athletes that talk about this flow state, you know, uh, or like hitting the wall when they're running, that efforting and that push and everything, like it doesn't it goes, it goes away, it lifts, you know, or you're a musician and all of a sudden you feel like you're being moved by the music. You're not actually trying to play. Um, It's just happening. And, you know, this is not to knock trying like, hey, just don't try it. Life, like that's when all the magic will happen. Uh, No, that's not what I'm saying because it is a precursor. I mean, even when we're talking about flow, you have to try to get it started. You have to put some inertia and some energy and some push behind it. So that's, you know, valid and important, but you can also try too hard. You can absolutely try too hard. And that is something that I feel like I have definitely dealt with. This finding time on the other side of trying, this, you know, maybe there's more time on the other side of trying. Yes, like that's when time opens up and you feel like you're not in a struggle with time. You are doing exactly what you want to do. Thing, time has stopped. 
I can use a really basic example, although it might not have as much to do with time, but it definitely has to do with how, like, the silly and basic way that I really got slapped in the face with trying too hard. Like, uh, you're clearly trying too hard, Amy, um, was with my garden. I feel like it was really, really clear, like, some very uh, strong feedback the, the more I tried with my garden, the more trying and pushing and efforting I put in, the worse my garden would do. When I would accidentally, like, oh my gosh, you know, we forgot to go to the garden, like, this entire week, and it's just been over there doing who knows what, and we're probably, like, infested with bugs, and everything is rotten, you know, then I would go, and it would be amazing. <laughs> everything that I thought was dying, all the plants that I was like, well, we lost that one, uh, it would have sprung back to life, you know, and everything would be just, like, wow, well, that was a clear slap in my face that, like, when I left and it was gone for a while, it did great. And I don't, you know, I did also tell myself negative things. And this, I'm mentioning this because I think there's a really important tie-in. I told myself negative things like, oh my God, like plants whose energy I adore, like, they do better when I'm gone. <laughs> like, that's awful, you know? That must mean that my energy is off or like not balanced or like plants can't even enjoy me or like, you know, like plants are supposed to grow with more love, aren't they? Oh my gosh, like what is wrong with my love and, you know, what's the deal? They're not doing better with my care and attention. And so I would sort of make it mean something about my person. And that right there was my alarm my like dead ringer like obvious indicator that um I was trying too hard there is an element in trying too hard you know like I said before trying is an important factor in life like I certainly wouldn't advise for people to just not try at life nope you have to build inertia or get inertia going but then there is a certain point where it's like you got to stop with the inertia and like let go and let it let it go because it's going the inertia's already been hit like pushing more inertia on it is going to mess it up i'm sure there's also a physics metaphor here that we could really be exploring but i'm going to stick with the simple stuff because that's what i intended you know it's just like oh so trying too hard is a place you can reach where you're like exerting force or inertia on something and it's kind of like exerting control. I mean, in the case of my garden, it was definitely um, like bordering that like control type of thing that happens in other areas of life too, where you're trying to steer too much and you're worried about it too much. Like, oh, you want this plant to live. So you're trying to force it, you know, to live or whatever. And you're not listening enough. It's just like controlling a conversation. I mean, I was saying that I was entering into a loving relationship. My whole point in taking it personally was like, aren't plants supposed to love it when you love them? Yeah, everything grows with love. But like, was that what I was doing? Or was I kind of doing this like really choked version of love that was like, you know, not listening to their side of the conversation because if you're dominating the conversation or controlling the conversation and you're not also stop and just letting the other entity tell you you know if I was like no this one plant has got to live I want it to you know I mean I wasn't listening enough 
um, to what was going on or to life itself. Like, yeah, this plant's maybe not wanting to be right here. or So maybe it's a matter of moving it. Or maybe it's like not gonna live because it's not liking this place and this condition and it doesn't want to be here. You know, so just those, those kind of things where it's not... I'm not listening enough. It was more of a controlling and making it happen the way I was hoping it would or thinking that loving the plants meant me dominating and doing everything for them, like not just in a caring for them way, but in a like savior kind of way where I'm just going to like save them and do everything and pull it all off. And um, also like hidden in that agenda is like, that I was doing it for me. Like if I was attaching my identity to it and like, oh, I'll be, you know, it says something about me um, if plants love me or if I can grow some amazing garden or that if I loved them well enough or that my energy is sort of balanced and in tune to where, you know, these plants are thriving or maybe it would just be an achievement or an accomplishment for me to like have all of the fruits and vegetables that I wanted. And, you know, so it was like kind of this selfish thing. Like, was it actually a loving relationship? Was I just like, you know, putting the inertia in that's enough to actually start the relationship and to start that process and to also be good to it. I mean, I also couldn't neglect my garden in a way that would be like neglecting a relationship and just totally leave it, you know, stranded. That wouldn't work either. But that overkill of like kind of loving it to death, (laughs) like loving it too much and trying to control a bit or you know, a lot of people don't like that word control because they have such a, they're like, no, I wasn't trying to control it. And it's like, well, it wasn't a conscious choice and it wasn't maybe control in the most extreme form. But like, if you're willing to look at it in a real subtle kind of way, I mean, wasn't it kind of a form of control or like getting it to happen the way you thought it should or like being the savior or being the director or a little too dominant or were you listening enough? (laughs) Because that, you know, that one maybe is the best way to describe the subtlety where it's like just listening to. I wasn't just talking. I was also listening, you know, I wasn't just exerting my will or helping, you know, sometimes people think control means that it, you know, isn't with good intentions. And they're saying, no, well, I wasn't controlling because I had good intentions. But no, even helping, (laughs) helping, like over helping can be like talking too much. Was I doing too much of the talking and not doing enough of the listening and responding um, and watching and observing and seeing Uh, and letting it be too you know it's not just like I'm sitting there watching and calculating with my book all the different light patterns that are happening in the garden with the sun over here and then I mean although that can be a way of listening but it also doesn't have to look like that kind of listening that active listening it could just be like the kind of listening that's like letting it be just I'm listening and like If that plant or those plants over on the side are not doing well, I'm going to let them be. Let them see if they can work it out. Let them see if they can adjust. Often they do, you know, instead of freaking out and thinking, oh, gosh, all right, they're not doing well over there. I need to move them or I need to do something, Um, you know, or if they need to die, if it's not going to work for them, like let that be too um, and give that energy to some of the other plants that you that are asking for your energy or whatever that are doing well or something. So anyway, (laughs) that basic example like taught me so much and made me realize like, oh, okay, trying too hard is, you know, a thing. And I knew it was a thing, but here is the line. I could feel it when that happened. It was like, oh, yeah, when I'm not doing enough listening. 
And like I said before, I'll just go back to it. I mean, another really strong indicator or thing that's like always attached is associating some part of your value with it, you know, or or like having it say something about yourself. If you think something working out or not working out has some sort of or makes some statement about your value or makes some statement about you, says something about you, then you can almost be sure that you are in danger of trying too hard and that that'll probably kill it. Like that whole loving it to death thing, you know, trying too hard in the way that totally wrecks things. And instead of giving it the inertia that it needs, it like pushes it into a total demolition path, um, you know, right into a cement wall. So that one was another really big one. Uh, There are some really, really sort of important or poignant ways that that has, it's like, oh, okay, so even in something like trying to conceive a child, you know, I mean, there's like so many stories of people who try to conceive a child and try to conceive a child. And the second they adopt a child and stop trying to conceive and like let go of that whole idea, they conceive a child, you know, and there's all kinds of things we could say about that. But one of the things is that trying too hard principle, you know, you are creating the destruction of the very thing you want by loving it too hard or loving, loving it to death, talking instead of listening. And it's almost always when you've assigned some sort of like thing that it means about you, you know, like if I am not able to conceive a child, then that means um, no spirits in the universe want to come and be my child, or I don't deserve one, or um, it means that, you know, I'm not in step or in sync with the world or um, the gods or, you know, whatever that kind of stuff, or it just, you know, means I'm an unhealthy person, or it means my body doesn't work, or, you know, whatever. We do that. We do that. That is a thing that we do, and, like, let's not ignore it or, like, let it go unnoticed, because it's, like, a great indicator when it indicates a couple things. One, it's really important to you, and that's precious and great to know, wow, this is a really important thing to me. But the other thing is it lets you know And because I'm assigning some sort of meaning that it says, something that it's saying about me and letting it diminish my value to myself, you know, like it's not other people's opinion of your value, although sometimes that can play in. But man, when it diminishes the value that you think you have yourself, like I said, absolute red light flashing because that means that you care about it too much or you're going to try too hard and what that means is, you know, love it to death. You're going to, usually you're at a very high risk of making it not happen. Uh, you know, killing the garden. <laughs> the garden isn't going to do well this year if I think that it means something about me, uh, whether it does or not, you know, like if I think that's going to mean something about me, oh, that's definitely not going to work. <laughs> So I liked this quote. I mean, the the element of time we've kind of strayed away from, but I think it makes perfect sense. Like maybe there's enough time on the other side of trying. It really, I mean, number one, time is something that we very frantically talk about not having enough of in this life. It causes a lot of stress and misery on people. And um, also time 
is something we love to feel and like if it feels like we have tons of time that's an amazing feeling if it feels like we got plenty of time like that's a very relaxing thing if it feels like time doesn't even exist I mean this is what poetry is written with these kind of concepts and these kind of phrases those feel amazing to us and so time is this precious thing and this quote to me points to you know, maybe these precious things like having enough time are found on the other side of trying, you know, maybe it's the trying and the trying too hard that's sort of killing the very thing that you want. You know, if you're trying like crazy to like live this amazing life that you wanted to live and instead you never find the time to do the things that you want to do, you might be killing it, you know, um, because maybe on the other side of trying, that's where you'll find that time and that space that you're wanting. And so, yeah, that's why I went into the whole bit about trying too hard, because I think that's a really important distinction. I don't think this quote is saying that you should stop trying at life at all, you know, but I do think it's saying on the other side of trying so freaking hard, that's where you find all of your time. And it also makes sense, right? Because we know that we spend a lot of our time trying and it's sort of this beautiful thing where it's flipping something on its opposite, which is what I always love to do. And I always find so much wisdom in it, but usually we're told to try harder, to try harder. If you don't have enough time, well, do it anyway, try harder, schedule your time, manage your time, you know, and if you aren't living the life that you want, you're not finding enough time to do the things you want to do, well, try, try hard, you know, effort, 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 and then that's going, and then it's usually all the efforting. It's like, well, gosh, you know, where did all my time go? Well, I was just spending it trying to get the things in my life to happen the way I'd want them to do. So like, where's the fault in that? You know, because this seems logical. This is what everyone tells you to do. Like, um, and I love how it's just a spin or a flip on that. And it just pivots it opposite um, to let you see a different side of truth that really, you know, speaks volumes because it's a side of truth that we're not usually playing on, you know, where it's like, hey, so I know that you were just trying to like live your best life and trying to get all these things to happen. And there's no pro problem with that. It's just you were trying too hard and you know, now you lost all your time. And uh, yeah, just those two things do usually go together. And so it's like kind of this poignant little twist because it's usually all the trying that takes up all the time. But maybe you'll find enough time on the other side of your trying on the flip side. So anyway, I like the quote and I just wanted to yeah, say, share some more and expand a little bit. And especially since it had to do with some other stuff that was kind of happening in my personal life, the garden thing, it's something I know better. We'll see how this year's garden goes. Cause I, I feel like I've learned that lesson in previous year's gardens and it's time to start a new one this year. And we'll see if I, how that balance goes for me this year. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.